a business that you are obsessed with, built on the effortless feminine frequency, breaking all the freaking rules, having a lot of fun, and being a match for big money. This is Big Business Energy with Milana Saranak. Welcome to the final episode of the Money Series. And I'm so freaking excited that you got to this point, that we've done so much work together and that we're going to talk about the most important thing now, which really brings us back to square one, but it's a full circle moment because at the end of the day, nothing changes until we come back to neutral around money. Now, what neutral around money feels like is when you shift to an identity of the person that has overflow. Because the only way to be neutral is when it's an extension of you, when it is just the way things are, when you don't really think about it, when you don't really worry about it, when it's just like the way that you experience life. And overflow should be the way you experience life. Now, the way that we come into this, it's not by you understanding your money pattern, although that helps. It's not by you shifting limiting beliefs, although that helps. It is not by you doing a tapping exercise, although that helps. It is by you shifting your identity. And the identity we want to shift into is a rich person identity of I am a rich person. And I want you to just repeat that after me. I want you to say, Now, in your head or out loud, I am a rich person and notice what that feels like and what comes up. For some of you, there's going to be a feeling of like, ugh, gross. Like you don't even want to label yourself as that. You're so innately disgusted by rich people, those horrible, horrible, bad rich people that you're like, I could never, that could never be me. For some of you, It's going to be a feeling of sadness, of like a pit in your stomach, of like, I wish that could be me, but it just never will be. And for some of you, it's going to feel pretty good. You're going to be like, yeah, I'm a motherfucking rich person. And that third group is who we want to be because there is no problem with someone being rich. The only problem is the associations and projections that we place on someone being rich. The beliefs that we hold, what we project onto them through the fact that they have money. You know, they must have made the money in a dodgy way. They must have done something bad or they must be miserable. They must be bad parents. Sure, they have money, but they're probably their kids hate them. (laughs) These are all familiar because we all get encoded with these. And those codings are created to create a distance between you and money to reserve the money for the few that are living life abundantly while the rest of the people are creating a distance with money but suffering due to a lack of it. And that is not okay with me. That is not okay in my book. So we're going to shift that. And the first step is for you to identify and be okay with identifying as a rich person and then shifting to that identity. 
which we're going to talk about. But the thing is, if you're trying on that sentence and it's not fitting on, it feels uncomfortable. One, it's a sign that something's funky with our money beliefs and that's fine. We get to shift that and change that. But it's also a sign that we see money as a problem versus a solution. And can you see how that's a problem in of itself? When we're seeing the very thing that sustains us, because it truly does in this 3D reality that we're living in, as a problem. Like imagine you saw air as a problem. Imagine you saw it was like this problem to be solved versus the solution, the thing that gives you life, that sustains you. Like you want to be the person that sees money as a solution. And this is part of a rich person identity. Rich people see money as a solution. They see money as working for them not them working for money. Poor middle class, well, poor people see themselves as working for money. Middle class also see themselves as working for money, but they're okay with having enough. And they're kind of always tethering at enough versus the truly wealthy, the truly rich. They have money working for them. Money works for them. Money provides them opportunities. Money is abundant. Money is ever flowing. Money always is. That's who you get to be. And the way for this to happen is for you to expand your capacity for receiving more, for you to expand your capacity for holding more. Because if you want to get wealthy, you better be comfortable with holding a lot more money and holding a lot more debt. Because you're not going to make more money. You're not going to become truly wealthy by saving a lot of money. That's not how it works. You do not acquire wealth by saving. That is middle class mentality. You acquire wealth by investing. You acquire wealth when your money works for you because you saving money, your money's not doing shit. It's not working for you. It's just sitting there. It's providing a false sense of security of like, I have it, but it's not actually doing anything for you. This is kind of like middle-class programming where there's like Dave Ramsey's of the world that are like, cut your savings and pay off your mortgage and be debt free. And like the wealthy don't care about being debt free. Like my personal goal is not to be debt free. My goal is to have so much money that it's providing passive income where I don't have to work. I don't have to do anything. And everything is out of pure desire. And I already have a lot of that passive income already coming through because I've known how to reprogram my beliefs and invest like a wealthy person because I hold the identity of I am a rich person. I am someone that gets to hold a lot of money. I am someone that has a capacity to hold a lot of debt in a very regulated way. Good debt, investment debt, properties debt, shares, bonds, all the things. And I'm someone that's very comfortable with moving a lot of money. Moving a lot of money doesn't dysregulate me purchasing properties, moving money into stocks and bonds and whatever it is, actually not bonds, but things like that, right? Moving money into investments in my business, into coaches, into people, hiring people in my team. None of that dysregulates me because I believe when I invest, I create more avenues of income coming in. I just create more. And this is where we want to do that identity work so we can shift into the identity where that's just your normal. That's how you think by default, right? So I want to pose some questions for you for identity shifting because identity is like a four level 
kind of game, right? Identity is not just the beliefs. It's not just the thoughts. It is your actions. It is your environment. It is like who you are. It is how you dress. It's everything. So here are some questions to get you started. As always, this is a work that we go through on a much deeper level inside the Money Frequency program, because this is the core work of like how we're going to shift so you naturally identify as a rich person just by default, just like the moment you open your eyes, you think like a rich person, a person of wealth, a person who never worries about money, where money always works for them. But here are some questions to get you started. So I want you to think about, I'll give yourself a persona, okay? For me, I'll usually say to myself like, what would $10 million Milana do? What would she be doing? The version of me, that's a $10 million version of me, what would she be doing? Okay. And I would say like, how does she dress? How does she dress? And there'll be like little things. I'm like, well, for one, she doesn't have scuffed old shoes that she's had for like 10 years, barely scraping by. Like, no, her shoes are well taken care of. She may have only a few pairs of shoes, but like she takes care of them well and they're like good quality. Or she doesn't have like old worn out PJs. She has a beautiful pair of silky PJs that she wears every night. And this, like, the truth may be that, like, $10 million me is, like, in fucking Gucci head to toe. I don't know. But, like, am I going to go out and buy Gucci head to toe? Like, no. To be honest, I really don't desire that. There is nothing in me desires that. But also, like, would it be, I would also ask myself the question of, like, would it be in my best interest and does it make sense for me to spend money in that way? Does it expand me or does it contract me? And a lot of the times the answer is going to be like, well, no, it doesn't actually expand me to go out and buy a $50,000 Birkin now, or it doesn't expand me to buy a $2,000 handbag, whatever the answer is for you. So just because a, a version of you that's like a $10 million version of you would be doing something extravagant, doesn't mean we're going to do that. We're going to find small ways to shift ourselves into that now. Years ago, I had this belief and this association of rich people, of rich women, as women that got their nails done. I don't know why, don't ask me why, but that was my belief that women that had their nails like manicured and done all the time, that was like a sign of wealth. Maybe because when I was younger, that was like very, very out of reach. You know, like back in the day, it's more now, but like $40 for getting your nails done every two weeks was like, whoa, I could never afford that. Like, you know, I'd hear my mom being like, what a waste of money. And I would look at women that always had their nails done. I'd be like, wow, they're so rich. They're so wealthy and I would like really admire them. And I would say to myself one day when I'm rich, when I have a lot of money, I'm going to do that. I'm going to have my nails done. And I remember when I started getting my nails done, I was like, I had this point, I was working as a lawyer. I was making great money, but that didn't, doesn't mean shit. Like if you listen to episode one, I still had a really like crappy belief system with money. And I remember like a few years in, I finally started to go get my nails done regularly. And that was such a monumental shift because I was like, whoa, I'm one of those people now. I'm one of them now. And so I want you to think about things for your life that are what would for you mean you're one of them if you did that or had that or experienced that. When I started getting my nails done, that was it for me. That was a really big thing. And I really held on to that for many years. Like now getting my nails done is honestly almost a chore because I'm like, oh, 
I have to sit there for like an hour and get them done. And like, there is no association of wealth for me anymore. But at one point, it was such a big deal, such a big deal, you know? And there's probably other things in your life that you could do now to shift that identity. Um, I know that like after I started getting my nails done, the next kind of thing was like, going to the spa and getting massages, that was like a very like luxury thing in my eyes. Like who does that? You know, regular people don't do that. I never saw my mom ever go for a massage in her whole life. And so someone going for regular massages and going to the spa was like, wow, that's only what those rich women do from those rich suburbs, you know, the rich moms. And so going to the spa was like a big deal. And even like, I remember walking into a fancy restaurant and I remember feeling so out of place. Like I felt so self-conscious, like somehow I didn't feel like I belonged there. I'm like, oh, this is for other people. This is for those rich people, not for me. And even just getting comfortable in places like fancy restaurants and feeling like I belong there was another stepping stone. So for you, what would be something that you could do now that would bridge the gap between them and those people and you. It could be so many things. I already gave you a few examples, so hopefully you have something to go on. But it could be so many things, but something that you could do now and that it's not going to actually put you in financial distress. You know, you're not going to spend your last dollars on getting your nails done, (laughs) but it might feel uncomfortable. Like you have the money, but you're like, your thought might be like, well, I could spend this better somewhere else. I could do something else with this. And I want you to be like, no, no, we're shifting the identity. This is what this money is for because I'm this kind of person now. And over time, that's just going to be a no brainer. Another thing is like, how in your business would you be operating? Like something really simple as looking at your prices. Like what would you be charging? What would you be charging? What would you be mainly focusing on in your business? And the answer might be like, well, I'd be charging $100,000 for an hour with me. Maybe that's the answer and and cool. And right now that may make zero sense for you to do because of your level of expertise and skill and, you know, what kind of results you can deliver for your clients. Like it may make no sense for you to be like, it's $100,000. But you can be like, have that in your mind and be like, cool, but that $100,000 an hour me and like where I'm at now, is there a gap that I can fill even a little bit? And it may be a yes or no. I don't know how you are with your prices now, but that could be one thing. And it could even be like, where do you know you need more support in your business that you're refusing to get support? Like so often I I see people really struggling on the tech side and they want to set up like their Kajabi or their Thrive Card or whatever program they're using. And they're like spending hours on this, hours on this, when they could literally go on like Upwork and find someone to help them with this. And it would not break the bank. Okay. It's totally affordable. You could hundred percent do it, but they refuse to because in their mind, it's like, oh, I've got to figure this out on my own, or I should be able to know how to do this. Or like, it's not worth spending on and just all these like crazy money beliefs could be things around the house. Like, no, I insist on mowing my own lawn, even though I could pay someone $20 to do it instead or whatever it is. Like there's just so many things. And this is how you start to look at the identity shifts. Okay. So part of that process is your money pattern. Part of that process is your limiting beliefs. And another part is the actions that you're taking, the way you're living, the surroundings that you are in, this is a part of your identity shift. And once you start to do this identity work, guess what starts to happen? 
you start to command money as someone who is a rich person. Wealth simply becomes an extension of you. And this is an extremely powerful place to be in. And this is the work that we do in the Money Frequency Program. Because what the goal is, is that you attract money as a standard, okay? And the money is a standard when you shift into the frequency of money. You shift your standards around it, you adjust your expectations, we're rearranging our beliefs, we're clearing sabotaging patterns, we're shifting the identity, and money just becomes the norm. And I call this like the ideal clean money energy. It feels light, it's safe, it's stable, it's secure, it's flowing. Like we're always a match for it. And that is how you know that you've rewired your money work. Because let's say you get in a situation where you're not being, you're not receiving any money for like a couple of weeks, right? Let's say in your business, for whatever reason, money doesn't flow in for a couple of weeks. You know what would happen if you do the money work? Nothing. You're chill. You're sitting back. You're like, of course it's coming. Of course money's making its way to me. Like you don't even think about it. You're just like, well, of course I'm a match. Of course it's on its way. And you know how to identify any weird stuff that may be clogging the frequency. You know how to do the belief work. You know how to do the money pattern work. You can understand like, oh, have I shifted into that pattern again? Do I move out of it? You have tools to rewire and you have tools to move. And so being a match for money is like your norm. It's your standard. So I'd love to invite you inside. I'd love to invite you to have a look at it. If you have any questions, send me a message on Instagram. I'd be more than happy to answer them for you. You get instant access to all the content and then any live content that is ever run, you get access to that too. And it would just be the greatest thing for me to welcome you inside and lead you through this because I feel like this is one of my life purposes to really lead women into a financial abundance state, a state where they're always in overflow, where they're always a match for money, where they get to live abundantly and grow and scale their businesses in a way where money doesn't ever restrict them. And this is really like the core of this work is money work because no matter how good you are at sales, no matter how good you are at marketing, and they're all super important and like we do have to be good at these things. But if your money patterns like underneath all of that continue to sabotage you, you're just going to end up at the same place. And so the money work is like absolutely critical and crucial for us to actually grow abundant businesses and just grow abundant fat bank accounts because that's what we should all have. Because like one of my favorite money authors ever says, Amanda Francis, is that when good people have access to money, they do good things with it. And I love that. I love that quote. And I truly believe that. And this is why I think everyone should have access to as much as they desire, whatever that is for you, you should be able to have that. You should be able to hold that and that should be your reality. So if you want to do that work, join us inside the Money Frequency program. And otherwise, I will see you in my world. Drop me a DM about the money series and how you found it. And any questions, drop them into me as well. 
I love you. I'll speak to you soon. Bye.